and welcome to this week's episode of the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast where I talk to Gabrielle Dinogli about her brilliant interactive form-filling book Sign Here and we have some more book reviews from our pupil reviewers. I hope you enjoy. Right, everybody, today I am talking to Gabrielle Janogli about her book Sign Here, which was published by Prestel and illustrated by Adele Mildred. Hello, Gabby, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Hi there. Hi. Hi, thank you very much for coming on this evening to talk to us all about your book. My pleasure. And could you just start by telling us a little bit about it, please? Uh, well, it, it's uh, essentially Sign Here is a book of forms. Uh, it was quite hard to describe until it existed because that that sounds pretty dull. Um, <laughs> but they are a book of forms that kind of tap into the key bits of growing up, um, kind of pseudo official forms that you can fill in about losing a tooth or having a fear or having a secret or wanting something for your birthday or Christmas and all that stuff. So they're kind of forms for kids. Yeah, now I have to say, I think filling in forms is a, a form of pure joy for children. I know whenever we go around certain European furniture stores, my children always have to fill in <laughs> a list while we're there. Um, but I've never seen a book that really taps into to that love of filling in official looking forms that kids seem to have. Where did you get the idea from? Uh, well, really, it came from my a love I had of filling in forms. I loved, I had register for my teddy bears when I was a kid. Uh, Love I loved the idea of ticking things and signing things. I used to go to the post office and steal forms, uh, particularly driving license forms, which stick in my head only because I can't drive. That <laughs> <laughs> I was forever renewing driving license uh, um, forms. But um, no, I think there's something really lovely about being official and being serious and grown up when you're not really there um the other thing is the, the other thing i love about forms especially the you know in in terms of writing them is you get to ask questions and they're that really direct way of asking questions that it, you just don't do in conversation sometimes mm. um and that's quite fun just straightforward asking questions of, of, of young people because they come out with answers you don't expect yes Yes, they certainly do. I learned that um, one of my children wants to be a footballer and one would quite fancy being a wizard. So obviously I'm fully supportive <laughs> of those aims and goals. <laughs> I'm trying yes, to think what that could end up with. But apart from a lot of goals, I don't know. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like you say, kids do just put it straight down there, don't they? So it's brilliant. It's a good way of getting some truths out of them sometimes. Yeah, and in, in between the kind of fantasy and the, the imagination are those real honest truths, which sometimes, I know, it's a, it's a really nice way to have a conversation you won't, you couldn't find in any other way. It's a, yeah, a no, I think you're right. So how did you decide which forms to include? Um, well, when I first spoke to Prestel, there was only one form, and it was the Dream Request form. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that we were going to go down the route of a book of forms. It, it, it kind of developed that way. And some of them just immediately worked. And unless they worked pretty quickly, it was obviously they weren't going to work. If you ran out of after two questions, I knew it wasn't yes. going anywhere. 
no. but there are some really key points uh you know wanting things is really good because kids always want stuff but also the kind of i really like the idea of doing the emotion forms you know the the fear and sadness and kids emotions are really all consuming but sometimes a little transient but they're all consuming when they're there mm. uh, and the other forms that stay like the tooth form and they're all the magical things that oh, that only happen then and yeah unless they work pretty quick it, they weren't going to happen i can't remember one that prestel said what were you thinking um but <laughs> that could have happened i'm not saying it didn't yeah did you find a book of forms quite a hard sell to the publishers or were they fully on board with the idea well, the weird thing was I didn't go with the I didn't go with a book of forms. I went with one and it was in a conversation about another book that they that we just we started having a conversation about it. What was harder was once they'd said let's do it was explaining to people <laughs> what I was publishing. Yeah. <laughs> because people concerned. Um especially kind of around January when everyone's doing their tax return, the idea that you were gonna give their children forms to do it seemed really unkind. Yeah. Um, so until the book to explain what what it was about. Yeah, but it's had um, a really positive response, hasn't it? Yeah. No, and it's it's been really lovely having some of the some of the feedback from the forms. You know, a friend of mine uh, gave her daughter the dream. Uh, no, no, the the, the uh, fear form, and it turned out she was terrified of being kidnapped. Oh. And they've had lots of conversations about how unlikely that was. And uh, I was unhelpful by saying that wouldn't happen because she had freckles and kidnappers don't want children with <laughs> freckles. Um, so I, I wasn't no. helpful. Um, but it's quite nice that, um, yeah, a lot of people have got back. And, and the, actually some adults have quite enjoyed playing around with the idea of, you know, dream request forms and what you'd want, though. Some of the content isn't appropriate, of course, to repeat now. No, no, but it does just show <laughs> that the book works for all ages. Yeah, I, I hope so. And did you, was there a particular form on the people that you know who have um, read the book? Was there a particular form that proved most popular with the users? I think um, the, the tooth form, I, I suppose I know a lot of uh, parents who have kids of about the right age. But the tooth form has been quite fun because I think losing a tooth feels quite fundamental. And actually, uh, design-wise, I love the look of that form. It looks like a dentist's mm. form. And I think the idea that this weird mix of a form and some a tooth fairy and this mystery of I'm getting some money in exchange for it or, you know, a treat or whatever, that's been a popular form. Um, yeah. So I think that's the pet request form has been pretty good as well, especially because I have a dog and I have friends who don't have pets. So I'm forever saying, fill in the form. Yeah. Who knows what <laughs> might happen? Who knows? Yes. Do you have a favorite <laughs> form? Uh, I'm very fond of the dream request form because it was the first. Right. Um, but I, I really like the um, Father Christmas form. I love the idea that kids draw this little map of how to get to where they are, or where their stocking is. That I, I like. And I like the emotion forms. I like the idea that you can say, I'm angry. And, you know, you can explain as much as you want about it. But it's quite nice. I feel even as an adult, sometimes I would like to have a form to let people know I'm angry. Yeah, they are really good ways of kind of processing your feelings. And children really do struggle with that kind of emotional reflection don't they on why they're feeling how they are 
Yeah, and you don't get to be kind of passive aggressive as no. a child. No, no one gives you that leeway. Um, you're expected to say, and there's a weird thing that it's no easier to say when you're a child, but you're expected to be okay to share. Whereas adults are allowed to be funny and behave in peculiar ways. And we, I mean, they're single and they're, <laughs> they're tricky, but they're allowed yeah. to do it. Um, so yeah, tapping into that's quite nice. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, interestingly, as well as being an author, you're also a milliner. And I'm just interested to yeah. know how those two worlds collided. On the one hand, they really do, because I think writing, especially in this sense, in, in writing for kids and asking questions, is, is kind of about playing in the same way that uh, you're playing, you're imagining things, you're, you're dressing up. It's all about that playful side of things. And on the other side, there's a, there's, a real, there's a real divide, because fashion in so much of its sense is about the veneer and about what you're showing. Whereas I suppose what I would like to do with some of, you know, with the forms or with other books is to tap into something that's a little deeper and a little more, a little, it's uncomplicated and it's just personal. And so I, it's, it's a weird muddle of things that don't connect and really do, but, but definitely for me, there's a sense of play and hats in all, in every bit of fashion, I think there's a silliness and hats probably, <laughs> probably sit with on the silly side of fashion often. Yeah, there anyway. are some quite frivolous and fantastical hats out there, aren't there? Yes, yes. None of which I am responsible for, I hasten to add. Oh, really? What kind <laughs> of hats do you make? I imagine being quite beautiful and artistic. Well, I hope so, but they're, 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 not, um, they're not ridiculous. Let's just say that they're not ridiculous, I hope. but They're wearable. Yeah. But still dressed. Yeah, that's good. Am I right in thinking that you're, you you studied English literature at university? Yes. So did that kind of yes. help you in your own writing personally? or? Oh, definitely. I, I think not only did it help in my own writing, but it helped in my uh, kind of discipline of mm. reading. And uh, not just in kind of serious reading, but in sitting and in taking things in and, and listening to a voice of an author whatever whoever it be um and that's a re that was a you know I, I after leaving university I went and started making hats and studied making hats but it was always a real refuge actually to go and read or to write something um so I'm 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 very happy I did that excellent yeah. now I know that you love you have a dog who you love obviously and also that you love wearing <laughs> animal accessories and you always have something about yeah. your person Yes, if it's not him, I can't leave unless I'm wearing some kind of animal. And I'm, yeah. Where does that come from? I <laughs> Just being, being very nosy. <laughs> well, I have a straight, I have a thing about animals and faces, particularly mm -hmm. faces. And I have something about the idea that you're armed with something else if you've got another face. With you're you. kind of carrying that I characteristics of that creature with you. Yes. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of nice to think when well, I'm wearing the cat today or the leopard today or the zebra or and you just feel like you've got a bit of animal with you. Mm. Um, it, it didn't really mean to be a gimmick. Occasionally now, especially in the winter, you go out and you'll realize you're wearing five with all the different layers that you've got a whole menagerie with you going out. But Brilliant. I, I really like it. So have you thought about channeling that into um, perhaps a book about animals? Wow. Ah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that's very much um I guess it's in the plan. I'm working on something at the moment, which is all very early stages. But um, yeah, they've crept in. They've crept in, which I wasn't expecting. But there's uh, obviously not in a form sense, but there's something about the way they think, or, which is so different from the way we kind of methodically think, which I've started to explore. Mm-hmm. So are you writing, um, is this a, a children's book you're writing or? Yes, yes. I, I'm sticking with children's books because uh, I don't know. I, I love, I absolutely love the way children think and speak about things. And maybe I haven't fully grown up yet. Uh, that's very much where I I play. And I collect children's books. I've got all sorts. It's a real, it's a really weird mix of a library, but it's predominantly children's books. Yeah, and do you have a favourite that you can share with us? Oh my I goodness. know it's hard picking favourites. Oh, it's really hard. I love, I suppose my all-time favourite, oh no, I've already said, now I've said it, there's two. No Roses for Harry. I just love that book. And The Marzipan Pig by Russell Hoban. Uh, two favourite books of mine. Just, I adore them. Uh, the illustrations, the, the way they use words. Uh, in, in The Marzipan Pig, there's a taxi meter and Every time it goes up, he thinks he lo- the, the, the taxi loves him more. <laughs> and every time I'm in a taxi, whenever I see a taxi meter going up, I'm always thinking it just loves me more. Well, what a nice <laughs> way to think about it. I know. my Nat West don't feel the same, no. but hey. Hey, ho. That's funny. So you, you're working on a book that animals have crept into. Is that due for release maybe this year or next year or...? I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a couple of different things all in the planning and playing at the moment. They're very early stages, mm-hmm. all of them. But uh, I'm work. We're also working to release a book that we Adele, the illustrator of Sign Here, who's also my hat business partner. We wrote a book about David Bowie, which is a complicated book because we wrote it and then very sadly he passed yes. away. Um, so we're we're playing with that and we're speaking to people about that so there's lots of different things that we want to get done some together some separately um but definitely there's some more books in the in the planning that's always good to know anything like a sign here too with another range of forms in or do you kind of feel that you've you've done i think i might have done I, i i guess how do i uh sign here is probably the form's I'm leaving the forms there for now. What I'm looking at maybe is doing something for slightly older kids. Uh, if you imagine the forms growing up and being maybe less forms, but I, I still like asking questions. Yes. Um, yes, maybe. Yeah, and I still think there's there's a there's room in a, uh, for children to be writing. There's a lot of coloring in, and there's a lot of there's a lot of screens. There's all sorts of there's lots of all mm. sorts of things, but. There's still a real place, I think, for kids to be writing and to be asked questions. Um, so I'm not giving up no, there. And they like to be asked questions, actually, don't they? Because so often they're not. Yeah, they and it's really important they get places to document this and, and say it. And uh, everything's so fast now. It just all moves so fast. And sometimes stopping and writing, even the process of writing is so much slower than tapping something in or speaking to someone. Yes that you get to consider something. And I think that's good for kids and their parents, really. Yes, and it can be a good way for children to communicate with their parents if they don't feel they can have the conversation out loud. 
it's much easier saying it to a piece of paper, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, and I, I've always think there's kind of degrees of conversations. It's sometimes some things are easier on paper. Sometimes they're good in a car when you're not actually looking yes. at someone. And there's all these different kind of ways in which you need steps to get something across sometimes. So maybe, the, you know, I'd like to be one of those steps in some little way, I suppose. Yeah, no, interesting. I'd like to see a sign here for, for teenagers. I think you'd get some really interesting, interesting forms in there and some interesting responses too. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for answering all of my questions. I look forward to seeing what you have coming coming out in the next year or so possibly thank you yeah fingers crossed i'll, I'll keep you yeah we'll do do i'll be keeping my eyes open on on social media to see what's going on and Wonderful. yes i just want to say thank you very much for um chatting to me this evening i know that people will enjoy hearing what you've had to say thank you so much okay, thank, thank you so i'm going to say bye-bye bye 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 So now it's time for some reviews from our pupil reviewers. We have got two children from Stenning CFE Primary School reviewing for us today. We've got B, who is reviewing Snow Globe by Amy Wilson, published by Macmillan Children's Books. And we also have Lucy, who is reviewing One Snowy Night, a collection of 10 stories from 10 well-known authors and is illustrated by Alison Edgson and published by Little Tiger Press. And we also have Jack, who is from Somerleton Primary School, and he is reviewing Jack Dasher, The Great Custard Cake-Off, which is written by Sophie Plowden and illustrated by Judy Brown, and is published by Catnip Publishing. My name is B, and I'm a Year 6 pupil librarian at Stenning CV Primary School. I am reviewing Snow Globe by Amy Wilson. As the daydreamer Clementine seeks a queer-looking house she had never noticed before in plain sight, she is strikingly intrigued to go explore. As she explores his house, she notices the, how the creaky house is full of many interesting snow globes. But, but amongst the many, one stood out to her. Maybe she recognised a figure inside. This starts with magical journeys as she tries to rescue the person trapped inside. My favourite character is Clementine by far, as she starts out being a bit shy and teased, but throughout the book she gains courage and bravery. And what I also loved about the characters was, the, was that they felt so real to me. My overall thoughts on this book were outstanding. I wrote this book 9.9 9 .9 because there's, my teacher says there's always room for improvement. My name is Lucy and I'm a Year 6 pupil librarian at Stenning CFE Primary School. One Snowy Night is the title given to a book containing a collection of animal tales. There are ten stories in total, written by some well-known authors. It is illustrated by Alison Edson. My favourite story was A Christmas Star, written by Holly Webb. I like this because the main character's name is Lucy like mine. The story is about Lucy's kitten star who goes missing. Lucy and her family look everywhere for Star and eventually find her in the wrapping paper box under the stairs. I think children aged eight and up who are animal lovers would really enjoy reading the stories. It's a perfect cosy wintry read. This book is called Jack Dash and the Great Custard Cake Off by Sophie Plowden. It is about two friends called Jack and Coco and a penguin called Pablo. Jack's mum is taking part in a cake off competition going against Dr Spleen who has never been beaten. 
But when Coco fires the judge into space, the cake-off descends into chaos. I would give this book ten stars because it is very funny and there is never a dull moment. I would recommend it for children aged eight to ten because the text is quite spread out and there are plenty of funny illustrations to keep you entertained. The plot isn't too complicated, so it would be great for children who are getting confident at reading by themselves. My favourite character is Betty the Cowboy, who rides a camel instead of a horse, because he is very happy and funny. So that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the reviews and perhaps this inspires you to go out and find something new to read. Um, if you did enjoy the show, make sure that you download and subscribe so you don't miss out on our future episodes and make sure you tell all your friends. If you want to get in touch with me to ask for some reviews or recommendations, you can find me on Instagram or on Twitter as at BookSuperhero2 or you can reach me on my blog www.librarygirlandbookboy.wordpress.com or you can find me on Facebook in the Library Girl and Book Boy group. Please do get in touch. As I said, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on next week's episode where I interview illustrator Jo Loring Fisher about her beautiful work on the picture book Maisie's Scrapbook which is written by Samuel Nahr and published by Lantana Publishing and is about a mixed race girl called Maisie whose parents are both very different in some of the things they do but are united by their love for her. Make sure you join us. Goodbye!